Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of the Because Why Not podcast. Thank you for being here. And it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review of this episode or any other episode on iTunes or anywhere you love to listen to podcasts and pass it along to anyone else you think would like it. That just would be so awesome if it could get into more hands of people like you and help me be found more easily and reviews really help with that. So thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. Bye. Hi, my friends. It's so good to be back here with you in my happy place and happy space. Hopefully your happy place and happy space too. Oh my gosh, you want to hear what bliss is to a 44-year-old busy mom, um, busy lady in general, (laughs) is coming in from the cold. I just uh, was at my son's first baseball game of the season, Um, so it's going to be a very long season. We'll be going to games for both boys on three different teams um, until next November, But it was really fun to be out there and see him again in his happy place. But it was cold. Oh, my God. Um, And now I'm home alone for a little while because he has a second game that my husband's at with him. And my little guy went over to a friend's house in the neighborhood. So I have come home to get warm. And I'm having a hot cup of tea. And I needed a little boost. It was either get a little boost or take a nap. I really was feeling a nap. I'm still sort of feeling a nap, but I get so energized by doing this and I've been wanting to record. So you know what I did? Um, I found a new container of Nutella that I asked to, my husband went to the grocery store Friday and I asked for that, um, thinking like, oh, I'll put it on toast for the kids. I mean, I know what I buy the Nutella for, right? I buy it to stick a spoon in and feed myself. So I just opened the new little jar of Nutella and I was like, oh, I'll just have one teaspoon or tablespoon to just give me a little perk up. Well, three tablespoons later, I don't even know who's counting. Um, I have the perk, uh, that I needed the pep in my step. And now of course I want to eat the whole jar. So, um, that is what's happening here. Nutella, hot tea, and I'm in um, my favorite velvet chair by the window and cozy with you. How's everyone doing? Oh, I'm just thinking of you as Puxatani Phil told us there are six more weeks of winter. Of course, that was like three weeks ago. We still have three and a half weeks to go, apparently, according to a groundhog. Um, those of us who live where there are seasons, um, and it feels like it's going on forever. You know, people in my house have been experiencing seasonal depression, everyone from grownups to children who are just like, I cannot take one more day of cold gray rain, which is reasonable. It's too much. So we are all doing great. We are holding on for our dear lives. We are keeping hope alive that the sun is going to shine and it's going to warm up and we will get there. We will get there. Things continue to get better. People are getting vaccinated. 
Um, you know, I had a visit from my sister and niece, which was great. And they've sort of gotten in the groove of how to fly safely, get tested, get on the plane, wrapped in all their gear or just with really good double masks on. And it seems fine. I mean, I know there are risks, but, um, but you know, it's good that we've made the moves to see each other. And so, um, you know, I hope this year brings travel for me too. And that I go back to Denver and see my people took a sip of tea. I'm sorry. Um, and I hope we all can safely resume some activities, you know? So yeah, I just hope you're hanging in there. I know that it's, it's a, it's a tough time. The winter is long and I don't know, at least for me, I know that I, every year feel this sense of new life really literally and figuratively when the buds come back on the trees and the the um, crocuses bloom and, you know, I watch the world around us come back to life and it always gives me life and I think gives all of us life. But I think that will feel even more special this year because, um, you know, in 2020, right, as life was coming back in the trees and in the grass, in the earth, to the earth, in the season here, um, that's when we shut down and went inside. So I think we're all really going to enjoy spring this year, but yeah, what's going on with me today is that, um, I have been for six months now consistently, um, with a lot of help from my sister and my husband cleaning out my mom's house because she, um, moved into assisted living. So we have taken our time cleaning it out. It's been a very big task um, any of you who has cleaned out a parent's home can relate to this. Um, and I never could have anticipated how much work it is on every level, but there's just so much, you know, there's stuff to sell, there's stuff to ship across the country, there's stuff to keep, there's stuff to be recovered, there's stuff to go to the dump, there's stuff to be shredded, there's personal stuff to go through and give away, um, it's amazing what she kept all these years in all of her moves. Um, and I can make sense of a lot of why she held on to a lot of these things. And I can't make sense of a lot of it. And it doesn't matter. It's what she felt like she wanted to hold on to. And, you know, the other side of it is that she held on to a lot of my things. So she's been carting around for years and years through different moves and marriages and homes and states. So I counted at least five moves. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is uh, six moves since she divorced my dad in 1980. So she's been carting things around from place to place. And it's just wild, the things that she held on to um, of her own and of my sister's and mine. Um, and I'm thankful that she did because it's like allowed us to have the most hilarious memories um, and times, you know, going through it all, trying things on, but also just like crazy laughter over like, Oh, why is this here? I mean, I found a box of sweaters I wore in eighth grade, which actually I have to say I kind of loved. It was only like two or three sweaters, but 
It was this black cardigan from The Gap that I remember buying the Cherry Creek Mall in Denver in 1989 or 1990. Whenever the mall first opened and I was always at The Gap with my friends. I remember the sweater. I remember what I wore it with when I was just feeling hot to trot in eighth grade. Um, I think there was even a perm involved. My hair was very big. So was my sister's. So was my mom's at that point. I mean, we had big, long, permed hair. Mary's was more like blown out like a lioness. But mom and I had big, long, curly, permed hair. But it was so funny to see that sweater because it just brought me back immediately to being 14 or 13. And like you know, how I felt in that sweater and in that time of my life. I mean, I could just be there in an instant, you know, that Yves Saint Laurent Paris perfume that I love to wear. I don't know how I got into that. We always love going to Made Enough, which was the local department store and buying perfumes. And I mean, gosh, like how bougie of us at those young ages. I mean, I, 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 it's kind of funny and crazy, but I was always really into like the fancy perfume and I would, I would, um, try and get that. So like the Paris perfume and like the experimenting with makeup and the perm and, you know, just those feelings of like turning into a teenager. And I just was there in an instant finding that sweater you know, and I found so many things like that. I mean, graduation dresses and, um, fancy dresses and, oh my gosh, dresses my mom wore when we were kids that I remember her in and remember thinking how beautiful and sophisticated she was. Um, you know, she was a singer and an actress, a working actress in New York and on Broadway and in commercials and traveling shows for 10 years. And then in Denver, um, for 35 years, she did a ton of theater, um, maybe longer than that, but she's, she's had a long career. And so I remember so much as a child, of course, of her performing, um, singing, giving, she gave vocal concerts all the time. Um, and she had a piano player, a pianist, um, who, who played with her, who was like a second grandmother to us. Um, actually we didn't really have living grandmothers. Um, we had one living grandmother growing up in New York. Um, yeah, for a while who was wonderful, but, but my mom's accompanist, um, was our other grandmother and she was local. Um, you know, kind of a surrogate grandmother. So I just have all these memories of my mom performing in these plays and musicals. And I played dress up in all of her costumes constantly. And, um, you know, and I have these memories of her performing in these dresses and singing and, um, you know, and I would get into all her theatrical makeup and, oh gosh, that's a whole nother story. All the dressing up I always did in her stuff, but there was this sense of glamour about her and her performances. And she was very, very talented. I should say she still is, she's still alive, but she, um, you know, hasn't done theater in a long time and, um, had to stop singing at a certain point. Um, even in the church choir, because it became, um, too hard to read music, too confusing because she has Alzheimer's. Um, 
But just going through these boxes of things, you know, everything from her childhood, photos, you know, um, her birth certificate and her christening stuff. And then, of course, like playbills from shows she was in and and uh, reviews and letters and all of her things, um, which were really, really special to go through. It is a crazy thing, really, like un hacking a life, dismantling a life, you know, dismantling someone's whole life in their home. And it was very overwhelming. It's been about six months and the house is empty now and we're ready to sell it. And so I really have come to the end of this very long road that again, I had a lot of support with. Um, but it's weighed heavily on me because it's been a lot to do. Um, and, and I just am inherently a person who, when I have a lot to do, I always have the list in my mind. So I'm not able to go through days and just sort of tuck it away and say, oh, I'll get to it sometime. Like it's with me every day. It's on my list. I know it's something that I need to complete and that I want to complete. So it really is a big load off for me that it's, um, ready to be put on the market. And we're all ready to close that particular chapter because of course, while it's a tremendous amount of work, um, going through the house, it's also very emotional and, um, yeah. And honestly, I'm just tired of being over there, uh, going through things on my own in a cold, empty house. So all that being said, um, if any of you has gone through that before, my heart really goes out to you. It's a really challenging task. Um, and for those of you who have to go through it sometime in the future, um, what I recommend is that you talk to your parents about giving stuff away now, like have them start going through some things because it's so overwhelming having to go through everything. Um, so all that to say that my mom schlepped all this personal stuff of mine through the years, thinking that one day I would want it, which I really do appreciate, you know, um, I don't know. I, part of me thinks that there's something psychological to it. Um, you know, this idea of like having, I don't know, I don't want to put words in her mouth or in her mind or heart, but having had certain things change in her life in ways that she may or may not have felt great about in hindsight. And this feeling that maybe she held on to actual physical things because the actual experiences were gone, the relationships were gone, but she still had the things. So that's sort of something that I felt as I've gone through all this stuff that there had to be more to it about why all of this stuff was kept. Um, and again, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but that's just sort of how I felt about it. And what it's done is, you know, given me the opportunity to like excavate my life in a way that I never have. And it's really interesting doing it at this age because there are now many decades behind me. And so it's different from, you know, being a kid and going through all your photos from school or like finishing high school and looking at those photos or finishing college and looking at those photos. But what I've had are 
not just yearbooks, but bags and boxes of letters and cards. I always kept all my letters and cards from my whole life, ranging from being a tiny kid from my grandparents to being older and letters from camp friends and friends and postcards from my dad when he would travel and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So all of my letters, I mean, everything until about 1998, it all kind of ends at 1998 when I graduated college and never lived with her again. So I've been going through all this stuff and spent hours this weekend going through photos. So it brought up all these feelings, of course, because I was looking at photos of my mom and dad when they were first married, of when they only had one daughter, my sister, and they had two big white fluffy Samoyeds and one daughter. And then when they had the two of us, and then after they were divorced, when I was three and Mary was seven, or we were three and six or four and eight, something like that. Um, you know, and when they had their own new homes and then when my mom got remarried when I was in second grade and, and that whole life. And then when my dad got remarried when I was in eighth grade and that whole life and family, more step siblings, um, you know, and I went away to boarding school for high school, which is funny. This is how this podcast sort of all began almost two years ago was me like going down memory lane on the verge of going to my 25th, was it 25th high school reunion? So funny, but you know, I went away to high school and then I went to college and then I moved to New York city and I, or no, I didn't see, I'm getting confused already, but I lived in London. I lived in New York. Um, you know, there was a summer where I lived in Washington, DC. I lived in Boulder. I, I've just been all over the place. Um, and I had this life, uh, much of it that I haven't looked at in a very, very, very long time. You know, I mean, I don't, I have photo albums here from the last, you know, 17 years I've lived in Durham and I've been growing my career and building, you know, my business as a wedding planner, which I did for 15 years here or more. Um, and then finally, you know, getting married and having children, all that stuff but I just haven't been in touch with the early part of my life in so long in this way, in this overwhelming way of literally feeling like I was swimming in memorabilia and photos. And I'm so grateful to have it, but it's been wild. Um, and so it's brought up all these feelings and I'm coming around to something, you know, I always get around to something with this. So this is what I'm feeling and I'm drinking my tea. Please forgive me, but it's hot and cozy and it's so cold here and I may or may not have Nutella lodged in my throat. So hold on. So <laughs> what's really come up for me with these photos is sort of like the eighth grade sweater from the gap. It's how easily I feel viscerally the feeling of being that girl in the photo. Um, that just made me feel kind of weepy. I didn't expect that. Um, 
Of course, there are photos of ages that I don't remember, you know, being one in my mom's arms or new baby, um, which, you know, even thinking about being in my mom's arms, it's just hard to imagine being that little and that vulnerable in that way with her. Um, it's, it's like a beautiful thing to think about and overwhelming and just, I don't know, all the things, um, you know, being two at the beach and in my Snoopy bathing suit, um, things that I don't remember, but I will tell you that my, I have a great memory as my husband always says, I have a great memory and I do. And I really, my dad does too. It's something that we really share. Um, and I know how far back my memories go because my parents got divorced when I was three and I have memories of that house that I was in with them, you know? So these photos from all these different ages allowed me to go down these many, many roads of my life of this last 44 years. And it just blew me away in going through them, how I could step into feeling like that girl in an instant. You know, I didn't feel detached from her, you know, in so many ways I am, of course, that's a long, long time ago. And I've been down many roads and, um, experienced so many things and have grown and changed and, um, evolved. And really, I feel I've transformed greatly in the last two years. But the thing that you realize, or that I've realized in looking at all these things is that I am the same person. Like my heart, my soul has always been the same. And I see that in my eyes, in these photos. Um, and I see it in my sister's eyes in these photos, you know, and then there are so many, and, and, and I should say also of my mom, you know, these beautiful young photos of my mom, everything from her being in her twenties through her, you know, sixties, seventies, she's now 81. Um, but it's the same person. And of course, there were lots of childhood photos of friends I haven't seen in years. And I kind of love the idea that they remain indelibly 13 in my mind or or 12 in my mind from sleepover camp or um, whatever it is. Even if I've seen some of them on social media through the years, you know, people that I haven't remained very close with and grown alongside kind of stay this certain young age in my brain from whenever I really knew them. And I love that. Um, but, you know, some of the crazier ones were um, the photos of people who were like really my, my, my people growing up, like for years and years and years, we were like a crew and, um, you know, into high school and college and, um, in our twenties, especially early twenties before, um, people got married and, and we were living in different places, but, but I would go back to Denver and meet up with them. And, and so there are people that are still very, very, very close to me who I've known since I was a very, very young child. Some I got to know a little bit later, but really this crew of people who have been consistently in my life for, decades. And I mean, when I tell you we've experienced a lot of things together, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's life and death and all, all, everything in between, you know, I'll just leave it at that. And those are the photos that kind of really, um, got me 
because they were photos of when I was feeling like I was just kind of becoming myself and, you know, kind of high school, college, um, and then thinking about all that's transpired since then and looking at us at those ages, which I guess I'll just pick an age, let's say 19. So not too young, but young. And looking at those kids who now I see as kids, of course, I'm old enough to be their mom for sure. Um, but seeing how much of us are still in those faces and yet knowing what we've been through since then. But I was overcome with this feeling of, God, that's exactly how I think of us. I think of us as those people. Aren't we still those people? Even though parents have died and addictions have been conquered and, and, and relationships have ended and marriages have taken place and babies have been born and our babies have started high school, some of us. I mean, a lot has happened. And yet I look at those kids and I think, that's who we are, you know, like we are still them. They are within us. We are the same people. We have the same hearts and souls. And it's just that we, you know, tried on different coats and we tested out different places to live and we found our matches, you know, in terms of relationships and found different roads we wanted to go down because we're very different people. We don't all want to live in the same place and live in the same neighborhood and live the same life. But just this sense of like looking in our faces and really seeing us and connecting with those kids and going, oh my God, that's who we are. Like, we're still them. Like, I can't believe how long ago it was that we were 19, much less 15 or nine or five. But I see us in those faces. And it was such a cool feeling. You know, it is such a cool feeling. Because it just goes to show you that no matter how old you get, or no matter what you go through with in your life, you are at the core of your being who you are and who you always have been. And it's, it's just amazing to me because I actively learned that and became very conscious of that over these last two years as I did a deep dive into coaching and, and all of this spiritual work around this and around my inner voice and my pilot light and, um, you know, really getting into that. Like, what is my soul? What is that? You know, and really identifying that that's something that is pure consciousness and that has always been with me. And when we tap into that, it will always tell us what we need and want to know and what we ought to do. And it will never lead us astray because it's the same thing that's been with us forever. And it is the same thing that I believe will exist in perpetuity long after this physical form is gone. Um, but in such a different way, I really felt that in looking at these photos, like 
this is it. This is the example of this. This is, this is it. Like I may be an awkward sixth grader in this photo, knowing at the time that I was deeply uncomfortable about who I was and the body I was in, or I may be like a much more confident, um, you know, fun, wild 20 something dancing with a cigarette in her hand, feeling like she was the bell of the ball or whatever you want to say. I don't know what I thought I was the shit. Can I say that? You know, or there I was a little five-year-old girl in my leotard, like prancing in the park. Um, or there I was in high school at the height of insecurity, or there I was on my wedding day, you know, surrounded by everyone I loved and knew. And in all of those times, it was me. I mean, does that sound crazy? Do you know what I'm saying? In all of those moments in time, every day of the last 44 years, no matter how different my circumstances have been, no matter how different my behavior has been. I mean, let's just talk about my behavior um, and not just drinking and smoking, but like how I move through life in a very different way than I did two years ago, much less five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, you know, but it's always been me. I've been here with me the whole time. Oh, <sighs> I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. I hope it resonates in some way because the point of it is that I think it's so cool to recognize that no matter the changes in your life, which can feel scary, overwhelming, sad, frustrating, they can feel exciting. They can feel new. You know, hopefully you're experiencing more of that and more feeling of opportunity than you are of stress and lack about things. But it's just to say that no matter the changes you experience, um, or no matter the difficult things you go through, whether it's losing a parent or ending a marriage or dealing with an addiction or something difficult in your own life or going through difficult things with your children and what they're going through in their own development, um, or whether you're dealing with something with your body and your health, um, no matter what it is, you know, you are there with you. Like you've never gone anywhere. The real you, the essence of you, your pure consciousness, your soul, you in your purest form have always been there with you. And I got to tell you, if you look in the eyes of that person over all those years, you will see that. And it's really, really amazing. Like it makes me pretty emotional because I never, um, thought about it in that way. And I have never in one sitting looked at a photo from the day I was born all the way up until, um, you know, the last decade, um, you know, cause there were some in there that my mom had kept from my later life. So yeah, it's just wild. 
And so I wonder if you look at photos of your childhood and of your teenage years, oh my God, and 20s and 30s, I mean, depending on how old you are, what you recognize about yourself as you look at those, you know, what you see, not about your body, you know, although that's a whole nother trip because I looked at so many photos that I remember looking at uh, years and years ago with a critical eye. And you know what I see when I look at those photos? I think, God, look at that sweet young girl. Or like, you look so cute. Or like, oh, you looked good then. Or like, awesome, look, you were skiing with your friends. Or just whatever. I mean, I didn't feel critical of it at all. I was just like having the best time looking at this just spread of my life. But yeah, I wonder if you look at photos of various times of your life, what you see in those eyes, you know, and in your friend's eyes, especially the ones who you've known for years and years. So I've been texting with some of those friends today and we are 44, 45, 46, whatever. And just laughing about these things that feel forever ago, but at the same time feel like not just yesterday, it literally feels like we're the same people. We are the same people. We just don't look quite as young. (laughs) And we have been down some roads, both separately and together. Um, So it's, I don't know, it's just been a really cool experience going through these. It's sort of punctuated the end of this process of cleaning out the house in a really cool, special, meaningful, fun way that I didn't expect. Um, I'm not going to lie. I tore up and threw out a bunch of photos that... um, I will be glad my children don't have to find when they clean out all of my stuff one day. And if you're listening to this one day, you're welcome. You didn't need to see any of those. Um, I left enough in there that they can tell what went on and make their own stories up. But um, man, why did we take photos of all those things when we were young? Um, Especially in college, you know, I won't even get into all that. You can just imagine, but... Thank God there was no social media. Thank God. Maybe we would have taken photos in a different way if we knew that they were digital. But I went ahead and threw all those out. I'm trying to do my kids a favor and give them less to go through. Um, There will still be a lot because I love some photos and there's a lot of evidence of me loving photos. Um, But that is such a fun thing. So, you know... I don't know. It's just cool, guys. I just want to wrap this up by saying if there's any question that your soul has been with you your whole life and will be with you the rest of your life and beyond your physical existence on this planet Earth, I I just believe that it's absolutely the case that it that it is, um, that it it has always been with you and it always will be. And it is the heart of who you are. I mean, it is really you in your purest form. And, um, I don't know. I, I felt a lot of peace today looking at all those things and, and knowing that, um, 
and really, truly, I, I saw myself in a whole different way at this age than I ever, ever have before. And it was like watching, watching a movie that I've lived, you know, but appreciating it in a much different way. And I do think that comes with age for sure. Um, so anyway, I think that's it. I think I'll just wrap it up right here and maybe you'll be inspired to go look at some photo albums and text some photos to some friends and, um, have some laughs. It's really like the greatest. It's so fun. So, um, have a great day. I hope you've had a nice weekend. I hope that you get to stick a spoon in a jar of Nutella or something else that makes you happy and take some time for yourself as I just have today, which was so nice. I'm glad that I made this time to be here with you. Um, because you know, like I keep talking about, there is the time if you're willing to make it, you know, um, I didn't take a nap but I made time to do this and I'm so glad that I was willing to do that because it felt good. So I'm sending you lots of love and take care of yourselves and I will be back with you again soon. Okay. Bye.